0: Hello, and welcome to the Running for Wellness series of podcasts. I am Eric, and I will be your host for this first podcast titled, Back to Running. Whatever your experience with running, whether it was years ago or a few hours ago, running can be an enjoyable form of exercise. And during this series, we will cover many of the different facets of running, including training, nutrition, and setting a goal to complete a 5K race. Whether that goal is to complete your first 5K or finish with the personal best, this podcast series will have you covered. Without any further delay, let's get started. To metamorphosis into a runner, there is a shortcut that will mean the difference between success or failure. And the trick is this. Get rid of any expectations you may have regarding running. In fact, let this nugget of wisdom be your mantra. So let's go ahead and repeat it several times if you need to. I will have no expectations regarding running. Alright, one more time. I will have no expectations regarding running. Clear your mind and start fresh, and you will gain years of running experience without tying a shoelace. Forget about the images of runners from your high school days or even your college days. The magazines, shoe advertisements, and fitness models who look perfect even with their sweat-dampened hair. Please ignore them and put aside the desire to buy the coolest looking pair of running shoes or the ideal outfit that is only going to accentuate your best features. And please don't start setting goals for weight loss or the runner's physique that you're going to have. This is because many perfectly capable runners have failed to take a single stride because of failing to measure up to their self-imposed expectations. There is no perfect pace, perfect shoe, weekly mileage requirement, optimal body fat percentage, or weight requirement to become a runner. However, if you'll proceed in faith on this journey to become a runner, one step is really all it's going to take. So before we get started running, let's take a brief look at the capabilities of the human body. Inherent in human beings is a physical structure designed to move and remain in motion for long periods of time. We are the only species on earth specifically created to breathe, eat, drink, sweat, and run all at the same time. Not even a cheetah, known for being the fastest creature on the earth, possesses the efficiency of the human form. Well, sure, horses and sled dogs can cover long distances within a day, but human beings are the best long-distance runners on the planet. It's not uncommon for an ultramarathoner to cover over 150 miles within a 24-hour period. Now I realize not all of us want to be ultra-runners. But we are capable of running a Saturday morning road race. So what gives us human beings the advantage? First, we have an internal cooling system that regulates our temperature to prevent overheating. That is where our ability to sweat really shines. Second, our skeletal structure and muscular strength are designed to perform repetitive motions over a long period of time. These qualities make our bodies capable of enduring a 5K, 10K, Or even a longer run. And third, we are born to run. Next, let's briefly revert back to our childhood. Physical activity and explicitly running come naturally to a child. Their curiosity and boundless energy fuels the need to move, keeping them perpetually in motion. Whether running across a playground, chasing a pet, or evading a parent before bedtime, children are on the run. A well-regarded physical education textbook describes running as, quote, Running is what children do. When given a chance, running is a child's preferred mode of moving from one place to another, end quote. To a child, running is also a social activity. Youth physical education researchers, Seth Ginny and Tess Armstrong, are quoted as observing, quote, Look at any child's face during a game of tag or simply watch children chase each other at recess. Perhaps running, not baseball, is a child's favorite pastime. It appears that at some point in many children's lives, running ceases to be enjoyable." Eventually, as a child, we'll be conditioned to stop running. Instead, we are told to walk, or sit still, or whatever behavior is deemed appropriate. Unfortunately, at some point between childhood, adolescence, and adulthood, the natural activity of running ceases. Some individuals blame physical education teachers and overzealous coaches for using running as a means of punishment. And at that point, running stops being fun. Other reasons for not running may include other interests arising, life changes such as a career or education, or just a general lack of fitness. And then finally, we arrive at the present time. Maybe your last run was yesterday. Five. 10, or even 20 years ago. Perhaps it was after the mile test and physical education class when you promised yourself to never run around an oval track again. Whenever or wherever that last run took place, you can start up again. You may not be in the same physical condition, but your body is capable and actually fantastic at running. Remember, you were born to run, and it may take some time to feel comfortable running again. In fact, it will demand effort and persistence, whether you are new to running or you're an old pro. And there are tons of studies and testimonials of shoe promoting athletes who can wax eloquent on the virtues and benefits of running. But for now, let's lace up those shoes and get moving. Let's go running. Find some athletic socks and a reasonable pair of athletic shoes. Don't worry about doing all the right stuff at this moment. We have plenty of time together to cover lots of material including finding the perfect pair of shoes. So for now, put on some clothing that will be comfortable and allow you to move without feeling restricted. For this run, you're gonna start out slow. In fact, slower than you want to, especially if you have previously run lots of miles and this course is just a refresher. So pick a location, whether it's on a treadmill, a neighborhood street, or your local high school track. Wherever you stand, go ahead and shake out your hands and arms and legs. Proceed to turn your head and neck back and forth slowly. I want all of your limbs to be loose before starting out. You'll want to repeat these moves before and after a workout because it's essential to keep loose and feel comfortable. And doing so will help you avoid muscle strain and soreness. Now stand with your feet about shoulder width apart and we're going to do some toe raises. This move is similar to standing on your toes so that you can see over a fence or a bunch of taller people. By repeating this move slowly, approximately 15 to 20 times, you'll loosen the muscles in your calves. The calves are the lung muscles behind your shins that assist you in the propulsive movement of running. They're also the muscles which are the most susceptible to strain and soreness when beginning a running program. The muscles may feel tight and strained after performing toe raises, and that's normal. The reason you are going to start out slow is to conduct a self-diagnostic test and determine what the problem areas may be and discover your potential strengths. For the first few minutes, you're going to walk while focusing on maintaining a smooth, consistent, and fluid stride. You should be able to breathe normally, and if you are carrying on a conversation, You wouldn't need to pause in a sentence or take a breath before resuming. Breathe in and out through your mouth. This rhythm will allow a substantial intake of oxygen and also expel the most significant amount of carbon dioxide. This pattern will ensure efficient use of the lungs. After concentrating on breathing smoothly, you'll then evaluate the movement of your feet. Make sure that they are pointing forward and straight. If one of them seems out of alignment, Make an effort to straighten the foot while you're in stride. Your stride should be comfortable, with your knees being just above your foot when pushing off with your legs. The stride should be comfortable. Don't try to lengthen your stride unnaturally. Also, pay attention to make sure that your legs are slightly bent. When walking for fitness, it may feel natural to stiffen your legs to exert more force when pushing off. Instead of striding off like a stiff wooden soldier, Who's marching off to war, relax your legs. After several minutes of walking, it will feel natural to increase your pace. Instead of giving in to the desire to increase your stride, you will now transition into a slow run. The main difference between running and walking is not speed, it's mechanics. While walking, at least one foot is on the ground at all times. While one foot is in the process of pushing off the ground, the other is being placed down to provide balance and force. Running is different from walking because running uses momentum to keep your body in motion. It requires more energy and effort from the muscles in the legs and the feet to push your body off the ground. And because more force is expended, there is a short duration of time when the both of your feet are not on the ground. And this movement is maintained whether a runner is on a Saturday morning jog or sprinting during the 100-meter finals of the Olympics. Rest assured, you are running whether you are doing a gut-busting sprint or a leisurely 12-minute jog in the park. While transitioning to running form, pay attention to your arms. They are a natural propulsion system that adds speed and force to each stride. Keep your arms loose and swinging in line with the movement of your legs. Avoid swinging your arms across your chest in a left-to-right motion. Remember, you want to propel your body forward and not side to side. That includes both your legs and arms. Concentrate on maintaining a stride that feels comfortable, under your control and natural. If you're trying to catch your breath or motivate yourself to keep on moving, chances are you're moving too fast. This run is about diagnostics and proper form. There'll be plenty of time for the crazy stuff, so go ahead and slow down. After several minutes of running, you may be ready to take a walking break before resuming your run. This transition is called an interval, or a recovery period. Your workout may consist of switching back between running and walking multiple times during a run. If you've been running slowly for about 5 minutes or more, the muscles and joints in your body have had enough time to warm up sufficiently. At this point, you're now ready to exert more speed and energy with a decreased risk of pain and injury. While running, do an inventory of how your body is performing. Similar to driving a car, you will periodically check mirrors, instruments, and speed. The same should be applied to running. So how are you feeling? Is your breathing smooth and controlled? Are your feet pointed straight? Are your arms swinging parallel instead of across your chest? Are your shoulders and hands loose with your eyes focused straight ahead? These are some of the diagnostics you will want to review periodically. They are essential to maintaining an efficient running form and contribute to staying healthy and active. Don't be afraid to modify these pointers and add items to your own checklist. We're going to switch gears and connect the dots between running, setting goals, and using technology as a tool to put everything together. This running course is also a research study in which you are the participant. The design of the study is relatively simple and consists of this one question. Can technology assist a runner in reaching a fitness goal? That goal will be running a 5k. Many studies have been completed that have observed that fitness trackers and apps don't cause runners to lose weight, run faster, or develop healthy fitness habits. In fact, study data shows that the fitness trackers and apps are abandoned and forgotten after a few weeks. It's hard to argue with these studies because technology can't make you do anything. That determine and drive is inherent within us, and it doesn't come from an app. However, this study suggests that when participants set a goal and use technology to track progress, they will be successful. So that's what we're going to do over this series of podcasts. These podcasts will provide instruction on running and using technology, and you, the participant, will provide the grit and determination to run until you complete a 5K race. The duration of this study is 4 weeks long, so find a 5k race that you can run soon before the study is completed. And in the meanwhile, think about a smaller goal while you prepare for the 5k. Often big goals are obtained by reaching smaller goals, so choose a goal that you can achieve within 4 weeks. It should be simple and cause you to step out of your comfort zone, but be realistic and attainable. Also, consider why you want to achieve this goal. Perhaps you desire to show that coach from junior high that you can run a 5K and do it well, so you set a goal to run three times a week. Maybe you have run some 5Ks, but you want to beat your personal best by a minute, so you focus on speed and strength training for four weeks. What if you're going to run as a way to relieve stress? Well, Wanting to get rid of stress is a great goal. Just determine how you will measure success over the next four weeks. Take some time and come up with a goal that feels exciting and motivating, not anxiety-inducing. Make sure it's something you want to do, and not try to meet someone else's expectations. Write that goal down somewhere so that you can reflect on it often, and feel free to tell a few trusted friends about it and your intent so they can provide support and encouragement. My first running goal was to run for five minutes at a time for five days a week. Each week, an additional five minutes were added. The goal was simple, attainable, and measurable, and after a period of time, running was no longer a chore. Going for a run became fun and something I looked forward to. I had always disliked running in school and dreaded any time a coach or instructor sent me out to run a mile or any other distance. It wasn't that I was a horrible runner. It was because there were just a lot of kids that ran faster. My self-imposed expectation of success was based on speed because that is what the crowd valued. After some time had passed, I decided to prove to myself that I could excel as something, as something as terrible as running. I still wasn't fast, but discovered I could run pretty far, and embraced long-distance running. Even a 5K can lead to the darker path of the marathon. Well, that is another story, but the process was a series of little goals that added up to something I was proud of. Whatever your reason for running, Whatever monkey you want off your back, it can be done. So let's get running. During our next podcast, we will take an in-depth look at fitness tracking devices and mobile apps. I will discuss their amazing features and how to integrate them into your personal fitness goals. These small devices can be a tool that motivates and helps us achieve amazing things. Also, please answer the following question in the workbook located in the first chapter. Take some time to reflect and write a brief and concise answer. The question is this, what goal will I accomplish over the next four weeks, and why am I choosing this particular goal? That's all for this podcast. Be sure to watch out for podcast number two, titled Running with Technology.